It's Most Things Kenobi, an elegant podcast for a more civilized fandom. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And we have a guest in the house, a very special (laughs) guest, one by popular demand, and somebody we're going to get a different perspective on Star Wars from, and that is my mother, Gina. Welcome to Most Things Kenobi, officially. Hello. (laughs) No, no, I take that back. Hello there. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) She's learning. I love it. That's amazing. Hi, Gina. I'm so happy to see you. Hello, Lauren, dear. How's life? <laughs> Pretty good. Well, well she's, so she's staying with you for a little bit. You got her actually in the room with you, Leanne. Yes. So any audio mishaps, please forgive us up front. We're, we're doing the best we can with two people in one room and one across the country. So <laughs> <laughs> it's actually nice to have you here. She's here for a number of reasons. So it's nice whenever you visit. And... The point of this whole episode is to talk about Star Wars from a new fan's perspective. So backstory, you grew up in the age of Star Trek. Yes. And you kind of skipped Star Wars because you were a Trekkie. And and look, Lauren and I have said it. We appreciate Star Trek. There's no hate for the Trek in this house, right? My dad's also big into Star Trek. So yes. (laughs) There you go. So... You got into now. I was I was big into Star Wars as a kid, and you you like allowed me to foster that. But then you got into Star Wars through the Mandalorian, and I know that Lauren and I have met so many people that started watching Star Wars and got into it for the first time through the Mandalorian. Many of which are good friends of ours and patrons, yeah. and just people we've met at cons and stuff. And so we thought it would be interesting since you're here to talk to somebody who is relatively new. Even though you're kind of an OG, you were around, you, you were, what, a teenager when it came yes. out? Yes. So now you're just picking it up now. So we thought it would be a unique opportunity kind of to to pick your brain about okay. what it's like. Pick away. Gina, I have a question. Did you see Star Wars at all when it first came out? Or did you just not watch it at all until recently? It came out. We were teenagers And the movie theater is like 20 miles away. So we loaded up the car and everybody went to the theater. Uh, It was our big Friday night. And we saw Star Wars just came out. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I like Star Trek. I'll probably like Star Wars. I went to the first one, the first night. And they all went back on Saturday because they loved it. And I didn't. So you've seen the first one and you still ask me who Luke Skywalker is? <laughs> no, like I know, but but I don't know like the person, like who his mother is and who his father is. And mm-hmm. I didn't even really know they were sisters, brother and sister, twins. Right. Well, that came out later in the original. Okay. Trilogy, I so. didn't. Yeah. Over the years... A person who doesn't really keep an eye on Star Wars, <laughs> it'll come to you. Um, <laughs> advertisements and toys and, mm-hmm. oh, there's a new yeah, Star right. Wars coming out. 
And I'm saying to myself, isn't this ever going to go away? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm not, they're doing another Star Wars. I didn't even like the first ones. What a, What is this? It's definitely not going away now. <laughs> no, no, no. And it's no. a good thing it didn't because you have found your way. This is the way to the Mandalorian. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> so... And now I go backwards and try to catch up on who's who and who's married and how they died. And the biggest thing I've learned is that, what's his name? You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Darth Vader. Yeah. What's his real name? Anakin Skywalker. Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, he was... He didn't mean to be a bad guy. That's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he made every choice in his life. And we hold him accountable for it. But it was a shit. It, he was like screwed from the start. He was brainwashed. And that is that is why his redemption in Return of the Jedi, which you've never seen, is so important. But you were introduced to him now through all of this other stuff. You saw him in the Kenobi show as Vader, kind of wavering between Vader and Anakin when his helmet came off, right? It's too much. Cartoons sequels prequels hold on we call them animations we call them animations here (laughs) faux pas (laughs) what do you call them animations yes not cartoon cartoon is bugs bunny animations are clone wars bugs bunny is the greatest (laughs) let's not talk about the bugs okay okay well okay so this is great because like, this is your first look at him. Yes. You saw him as Anakin in Ahsoka. Yes. Yeah. That was him before the, the helmet and the suit and the everything. His right. downfall. Right. And how awful is that? It's terrible. What they did. Have you seen the video of the little girl who was introduced to Star Wars through the prequels? So she knew Anakin as Anakin and didn't realize... He was going to turn to the dark side and she starts to cry and she's like, I don't want him to turn bad. See? (laughs) Right. It's sad. It is. To see it through like an innocent child's perspective. It is. Yes, that's devastating, actually. (laughs) That's weird to think of because we only know it as original trilogy, then prequels, then everything else. Yeah. We we have that weird, unique perspective of seeing it in the order it came out whereas nowadays like Gina's a great example you can see it in any order the order <laughs> that's not confusing no <laughs> she asked me what did you ask me the other day you said you asked me she asked me some star wars question and i said well what timeline are we talking about and she's like what timeline i said well that's key because there's like 50 timelines at this point you there's know a lot to keep track of yeah yeah, yeah. in star trek You never felt bad for the bad guy. He was bad. We destroyed him. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And that was it. But now here comes this guy Uh who didn't mean to be bad. And and they they shit on him and all that stuff. Well, he was led down a path where he thought he was going to save people by the decision he made. And it was like the exact opposite. And he hated himself every day after that. Oh, that's a dirty trick. That's a damn dirty trick. Yeah. But it's the story of hope and that everyone has the chance to turn good again and you should believe in people you love. That's why Luke's story is so important. And, you know, given the chance, you can turn it around. Never too late. 
I'm going to say something really controversial right here. Oh, oh, okay. Shocking and against the grain. But Luke Skywalker needs to get over himself. What? (gasps) Blasphemy. Why? You don't even know who he is. Luke. (laughs) Luke. (laughs) Yes. That's all you hear is Luke is so great. And Luke is so wonderful. And Luke is so this. And Luke is so that. That's because he is. It's the same as New York City. (laughs) All you hear about is New York City. New York City is so great. What happened when we flew in there? There was... Not the city, the airport. There was garbage all over. They changed gates ten times. So we're com- they didn't have it together on, at all. And I on. told that girl at the gate. So hold on, we're comparing Luke Skywalker to the LaGuardia Airport. Yes, and all <laughs> things that need to get over themselves that think they're great. That's that's why you need to watch the movies because Luke doesn't, doesn't think he's great. He doesn't think he's great. He doesn't think he's great. The audience thinks he's great, but Luke doesn't think he's great. Luke, Luke I is- was glad to see him when he flew in there and saved Mando and and b- those black things that were pounding on the door. Yeah, he he yeah, and he did it because people needed help. Isn't that who you want on your side? That's who I want to see. That he was never, great. He never. But then he took Baby Yoda, and then it was a whole thing with the mask off, and the whole helmet came off, and it was sad. And if you didn't cry, you don't have a heart. <laughs> but Baby Yoda wanted to go. He called Luke on purpose. He called Luke. So, <laughs> so here's an example of the point of view of someone who comes into Star Wars late and does not catch the drift of the first three Movies. But the truth is, Gina's not alone. There's a huge part of the Star Wars community that can't stand Luke. Breaks my heart. But it's it's not an uncommon idea. The thing is, is Lauren and I were just talking about how in these newer um, TV shows, like Ahsoka, for instance, and even uh, Andor, even though Andor was kind of different, um, there is no mention of Luke. And he, her and I were just talking about how tangentially these shows we should hear more about the the boy who blew up two death stars for for all we know like uh lauren posted something on the instagram luke walked into the room with the emperor and vader and he was the only one that walked out alive so something badass happened in there that would put the fear of people like what did what is it about this guy this young man who was able to defeat Palpatine slash Sidious, who no one else in the galaxy, full armies, other Jedi, etc. And really the answer is Vader helped him because of the love he had for his own son. So together they were able to kind of catch Palpatine off guard. But nobody acknowledges that in the new shows. We don't hear about Luke ever. When he just shows up in The Mandalorian... Saves everyone. He didn't ask for a thank you. He No one owed him anything. He came and took the kid because the kid called him. Someone needed help. Luke went and saved him. That's what Luke is in his essence. It's the label that people attach to Luke, whether they like him or not. Oh, he's whiny. He didn't have enough training. You know, why isn't he saving everyone? Why is he only swoop in whenever he wants? Stuff like that. So there are two right. schools. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, yeah, he is pretty great. <laughs> well, we didn't mean to persuade you. It's just he did a lot of good things 
but he never once asked number one to be forced to do any of that. He didn't ask. He took it upon himself like the hero's journey, right? Mm-hmm. It was basically destiny chose him. He didn't choose it. He even refuses. Like that's the whole thing of the hero's journey is the hero refuses the call at first. And they say, I can't do that. I'm, I have a family. I have a life here. And that's what happens. And so something external like the empire coming and murdering your family removes your obstacle. And now you have no choice but to follow your destiny. That's basically what happened with Lou. But he didn't choose it. He knew he wanted something bigger, but it was basically thrust upon him. George Lucas was kind of like playing with the idea of an the extended universe that goes beyond Return of the Jedi is that Luke was carrying a huge burden and he kind of secluded himself on occasion because it was a lot of scrutiny on somebody who was just trying to help. And we're seeing that kind of in the Ahsoka show where like Hera is a great example. She's trying to do the right thing, but now there are these processes you have to go through and you have to get approval. And so people suddenly turn you into the bad guy once alliances or allegiances, you know, kind of switch. And now the Republic is in charge and not the empire anymore. And And then the same wheel just keeps turning. Exactly. Bad guys form, good guys form, and in walks the next person to try and rule and starts all over again. So Gina, is all of this just like way too complicated to enjoy from your perspective? Um, it is, but I have Leanne. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll watch a clip on YouTube or somewhere. And now that I watch them, they throw up all these other new things that are new to me. Right. So I watch them and then I have to ask her questions. You've asked me a lot of questions about Yoda. Right. Like actual Yoda, not baby Yoda, but being introduced to baby Yoda made you have questions about like, so like, what was, what was Yoda like? And so I sent her the clips from the prequels of him fighting Sidious. Oh, And it's like, this is what a full grown, whatever species they are can do with the proper (laughs) training. I asked her the other day. Now I ask you, Lauren, if Grogu is to be a Mandalorian, are they going to make his helmet with room for his ears? <laughs> I think they'll put holes in it. That's, well, he, I would say he needs to protect his ears. So either the helmet has to be shaped like his ears, which I don't uh-huh. know how he would get that helmet on and Wouldn't off. that be cute? Now, come be- on. <laughs> either come that or the on. ears have to stick through. Like they have to make holes for the ears, which yeah. would also be cute. <laughs> it would be. Well, they would have to be metal too. Yeah, because if he, if he gets a singe from a blaster off one of his ears, that's going to hurt. Yeah. That's really what got her into Star Wars was Baby Yoda. And you like you like Mando himself, too. Yes. You really like their bond. Mando is like, boy, if I was a badass, that's what I would look like. <laughs> if I was a badass, I would have those flamethrowers. Oh, the wrist with the, the fire. Wrist yeah. And that jet pack and that big long rifle. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He has a lot of tricks up his sleeve. The Mandalorians have the best. They're the best outfitted warriors in the <laughs> galaxy. The hiding Let's talk about the cape. Oh, I love a good cape. I love a cape <laughs> when he walks like that, and you just see that cape fluttering in the back. Yeah, Darth Vader has his own fan. <laughs> his space fan. Fan. I'm just kidding. He's like it blows the blows oh, yeah. the cape Action out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Think he gets hot no, under there. No, he does get hot under there. It's all wires. Oh. Oh. Ask me another one. Ask me another one. 
Do you like how Mando is softening with Baby Yoda? Or do you, like, he's becoming like, I'm going to settle down with a plantation. Or do you want him to still be badass training Baby Yoda to be a warrior? Both. They can sit on their porch in the evening (laughs) and catch frogs (laughs) and read books and stuff when I don't know what they do. He can clean his gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clean the blaster. (laughs) (laughs) And when they don't have anything else to do, he can take them over there and practice. Mm -hmm. I wish Mando knew more about it. He should do his homework. (laughs) Well, the Jedi are kind of mysterious creatures. So he didn't even know who Luke was when Luke showed up. Okay. So it's a big galaxy. And he was a foundling, so he was an orphan abandoned. Yeah. Isn't that part of it, too? Mm -hmm. If you have ever not been wanted, you know what that feels like, and it's awful. So the fact that he recognizes that someone stepped in and helped him, he's going to help this little kid Mm -hmm. now because of that. That's great. That's Mm. great. That's a great thing. I always thought he was a kind-hearted man for that because he was kind of like you said he wasn't one he was an outcast and the mandalorians adopted him saved him from a terrible situation and then he did the same thing for for grogu so are the mandalorians kind and generous people Um, i would not say so that's what I was just thinking while you guys were talking. I was thinking when Leanne, you said he has a kind and sweet heart. It's like, yeah, but I think he was taken by people who did not foster that. They actually no. strip that part of you away because it's weakness. Yeah. You give what you didn't get. There you go. Yeah. 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 That's so true. It, it heals the giver. Mm. If you give what you didn't get. That's actually called something. What? I don't remember what you're <laughs> It's know. a thing, though. It's in, like, meditation. It's, uh... I thought I just made it up. The wounded healer. That's it. It's the wounded oh, yeah, healer. Yeah. Oh. Without the wound, you can't then heal the wound that was given to you and others. So it's what was missing that wounded you. You're You're able to recognize that and then heal someone else. So it's... You're closing a circuit, kind of. So yeah. what what was missing for Mando, he was able to give to Grogu. So it's the wounded healer thing. And you know better than anyone what you didn't get. What you needed that you didn't get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you it's easy to recognize in something else. Let me ask you a question based on Mandalorians. How do you feel about Bo-Katan? She's another Mandalorian that you've, you're, you're not very familiar with Mandalorians. So here she comes, a female Mandalorian who's been around. She's one of the, uh, we'll say... The founding, because her sister, (laughs) Obi-Wan's girlfriend, and Duchess of Mandalore. See, you don't have to go that seven generations because I can't keep up anyway. That's the best part of all of this. I like her. (laughs) Okay. When I first met her, Mm -hmm. I said, what does she do? Sit on that thing of rocks all day? She has things to think about. That's what I said, too. (laughs) Every time they go visit her, she's just sitting there like... Well, the thing is, is that she, she had a hand in the killing of her sister, in the death of her sister. So that's a lot to shoulder. Well, that makes you want to sit on your throne all day. I don't But that's why I think it's interesting because like your mom doesn't have all that backstory. That's, that's why and I so want to like, know. So when you first met Bo-Katan, how did you feel about her? Because we have 
really specific feelings because of what we know about her past, but you, you were just meeting okay. her in Mando. So I think she was pissed off mm-hmm. or moody mm-hmm. and didn't do anything all day, but sit on that thing, whatever that is. After she's pissed off and everything, how did you feel about her? Cause she, she went on to take her helmet off and all this stuff. Uniting like, the clans and everything. Yes. The clans. Yes. Uniting I'm everyone. for it. You like her. Uh-huh. Okay. But I wanted to ask, some people, Mandalorians, have that like little antenna eye thing. Mm-hmm. What it's is like a, that? It's like a little camera thingy. Yeah, I think little it like improves their vision when they pop it down in front of their eye, yeah. right? Yeah. Why don't they all have it? I don't know. I think they That's can customize, question. so maybe it's just the people who want it have it. Boba Fett has it. You didn't watch Boba Fett, did you? Just the parts where Grogu was in it. I don't think I watched any of that. No, you saw the episodes with, with Grogu. Because he, he silenced that giant monster, which is a, a, a rancor, and he put it to sleep, remember? And then oh, it tired okay. him out. Oh, yeah, yeah, him. yeah. I did see that. What what did you call it? Mando 2.0, Leanne? Yeah, Mando <laughs> 2.0. I like the giant polywogs that they ride. Oh, the those weird domesticated animals that I have spoken. Remember that guy? The I have spoken. Oh yeah, the rounded, the rounded yes. things. I didn't know that's what they were called. Well, I don't think they are. She thinks they look like polywogs, which are those little pre-frog. They look like oh. sperm. <laughs> Nobody oh. knows what a polywog is. Maybe not, but they know what a sperm is. Same shape. <laughs> you I mean forget. like a tadpole? Yeah, yeah. Well, a tadpole. Yeah, is, yeah. A, is a polywog. Polywog is like local dialect, maybe. For us, it's a tangible. I want to Google this now. Yeah, go ahead. Pollywog, <laughs> Pollywolly doodle all the day. <laughs> it's not like a colloquialism. It's like a thing. It yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it's, yeah, it's basically a, a tadpole. They say it's the same thing. How it? I've learned something new today. <laughs> Stick with me, kid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so did how did you feel about the Kenobi show? You gave some thoughts on that when you were on our 100th episode. <laughs> about what you thought about old Ben Kenobi, our friend Obi-Wan. I still feel really bad. He's a sad man. And now I know a little more about why he's so sad. There's a lot. He went through some shit. Yeah. But it's how you come out the other end, right? That's why we like him. Yeah. He never let it corrupt him and make him Mm-mm. bitter, which is hard. Most people would have trouble not becoming bitter from all, all the horrible stuff. <laughs> right. I've become bitter after stuff that happens. You eventually climb out of it, but I don't think he's ever wavered. Ever. Yeah. And he's an example for everyone, which... I don't think there's a single person out there who doesn't admire Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like him or not, favorite Jedi or not, doesn't matter. Everyone admires him. Why isn't he the greatest Jedi? Well, we never said he wasn't. Some people do <laughs> think he is. Yeah, some people think he is. There, that's a running debate. Let's do a poll. Okay. <laughs> we'll poll our audience and our patrons and we'll see. Who do you think is the greatest Jedi of the ones that you know? Yeah. Who? Who? Yeah, I'm Me? asking you. Yes. Mando. Um, 
not Mando. <laughs> that Mandalorian is the greatest Jedi ever. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsies. That was a bad one. Well, after after the Ahsoka show, I mean. Obi-Wan is the best Jedi. Yeah. Why didn't he come and help? He was dead. Mando and. Because he's dead. <laughs> Because what? He's dead, mother. He's dead? <laughs> He's dead. He died in a new Isn't hope. Luke dead? No. He, oh. Well, unless, isn't that the only episode she's seen, or the sequels, is once Luke is dead? I mean, yes, but. I mean, they Obi-Wan all are dead is, at some point. I mean, technically, they're all, they've all passed on. But Obi-Wan <laughs> dies in the very first movie ever. The one that you saw in the theater and have forgotten, he dies. He sacrifices himself to save Leia and Luke. It was all part of his plan. Well, that just shocked me and blew me away. So how did he come back and save them? Who? Luke. Luke didn't die. Obi-Wan did. Oh. (laughs) You have to watch these fucking original trilogy movies, please. For the love of God, will you just put the time in? It's too it's too complicated now. That's the thing I mean, everyone a lot of people complain and I agree. Like we're lucky cuz we kind of been watching as we go, but people who are just new to the fandom, it is there are too many plot lines, too many directions, too many points of contact. It is overwhelming and it for some people it's not worth the investment it takes cuz it is an investment of time and emotional really? energy. Because yes. it's so much. And Lauren and I have talked. We don't even, we haven't even scraped the surface of written Star Wars media. Like published books, novels, uh, comics, where the story continues with details and characters that, I mean, it is an absolute investment. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with the way you've been digesting it, but there are there are big gaps you're missing, like Obi Wan dying. <laughs> Luke is still alive in Mandalorian, in your timeline. Oh well, sorry. Oh no, that's not. <laughs> they all come back as Force ghosts anyway, so they're never really gone. Luke taught us that. Yeah, Force ghost. Okay, ask me another one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any more, Lauren? You don't have any more. I do. I was wondering what you love about Star Wars since you're new to it and it's overwhelming. Why do you like it then? What is it that's keeping you interested? Because it's new. I don't know anything about those people at the bar. You know, like if someone goes into a bar to talk or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's people or creatures or whatever they are all there. I like that no matter what they look like, they're all accepted. Yeah. Like all all these different planet people can get along when people can't get along with their neighbor. Mm-hmm. On this planet, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. But you guys would know that's a, that's a so-and-so from the planet so-and-so. When Zeb showed up at the bar in... <sighs> one of those scenes remember and yeah he was just there and to and to the people who knew we knew it was zeb from rebels but you just knew he was a creature that was friendly and had a momentary right dialogue yeah. moment you know and the guy who saved uh grogu 
I took him in the elevator. Uh, oh, yeah. Grogu's little memory of the when they broke into the palace or whatever it was. Oh, and during tried... Order sixty six, when they when he was when he um our boy, yeah, was his name. Best. On my best, yeah. And yeah. he saved and said, come on, I'm you yeah. with me. Yes, that was... Now, see, to me, that was just, oh, wow, that's great. That guy saved, got him out of there. But you knew who that guy was because he was in something before. Yes, yeah. And it was good to see him come back. Yep. Mm-hmm. See, that's the spirit of Star Wars. To save, to protect, to make better while all of this other terrible destruction is going on. It is the classic story of good versus evil, but it there's so many nuances to it. Like you mm-hmm. referenced Star Trek. Bad guys were bad. Good guys were good. But in Star Wars, there's like, are they? Are they always? <laughs> yeah. Something you were saying, Gina, really reminds me of Star Trek, actually, about how Star Trek was groundbreaking at the time because they had a multiracial cast Mm -hmm. and that was like unheard of in what was it the 60s or 70s i can never remember yeah both i think yeah and it was on for just a short amount of time but in that amount of time it was a very deliberate choice by the show creators to make it diverse and talk about peace and acceptance because that wasn't happening in the world that they lived in on planet earth here for real that to me is one of the beautiful things that are similar to star wars where it's like there's so many things that are quote unquote different but it's a good way to teach children even from an early age that all variety is a beautiful thing and yeah i really love that about star trek (laughs) and i'm not a trekkie but i do love that i have so much respect for that show Totally. Yep. I agree. And Star Wars, because I haven't never seen creatures. She was asking me recently, what is Ahsoka species? And I said, Togruta. And then I showed you pictures of like, you know, from the Clone Wars series, mm-hmm. uh, how the males look. And sometimes the females have longer montrails. They curve inward or outward. The male have different colors. Their their uh, facial markings are different. So mm-hmm. even within a species, there there's variances of like even Twi'leks, they come in all colors. Yeah, the ones with the two. What Hera is? Well, it just goes to show you that a race of something doesn't all look the same. Well, the, yeah, exactly. And and what's funny mm-hmm. is is Twi'lek w- females are often used as like sex slaves and yeah. sexual uh, objects of desire. And Hera is a self made woman pilot probably the best in the galaxy, arguably, and is a mother and a rebel and a, a leader. And she's like all of the above. So she broke out yeah. of her own stereotype that is common within her species. And that's why she's amazing on top of so many other reasons. <laughs> but Star Wars gives you that. There are the same exact problems that we face here in that galaxy, but how many different ways of overcoming it? It's endless. I agree. And I think when you can see something like that in a story, it gives you hope, you know, within the story, and then that can also give you hope in your real life. And that's the power of representation. (laughs) Yes. A lot of Star Wars is about identity. Mm -hmm. Luke was lost he didn't know his identity especially after vader said well 
turns out I'm your dad. And he's like, what the f that like ruined everything for him. It ruined everything for, for Leia for a very long time. So to overcome that, I mean, a lot of it's about identity. Ahsoka's identity, personal identity. Is she good? Is she bad? Did she cause the downfall? Did she not have, cause she was part of not like she chose it, but you know, everyone's choices have outcomes. And, and when she left the Jedi order, she left Anakin and that made the hole in him that was filled with anger grow. And so she blamed herself for a lot of like abandoning mm -hmm. him and abandonment was a big problem with Anakin. <laughs> so, you know, so identity is a big thing in Star okay. Wars. What's the most frustrating part about Star Wars for you? Uh, I'm not frustrated. I'm enjoying it. Oh, good. Good. Yes. The first of Grogu Baby Yoda mm -hmm. was worrying about him. What's yes. going to happen if they get him? Your maternal instinct. Yes. Yes. A, a baby anything. Mm -hmm. If it's a baby. Mm-hmm. It might need me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a good papa now. They're a clan yes. of two. They're a clan yeah. of two. Yeah. Yes. What are you most excited for next? I heard that they're not going to make a season next season. They're going to make a movie. Oh, There's Mando? rumors that the Mandalorian. Yeah. It's going to be a full length feature film. No, it's a rumor. Yeah, it's a rumor. Exciting. It's a rumor. Well, with the I, the writer strike and everything, I think there's going to be a lot of kerfuffle oh, before yeah. it gets ironed out. Yeah. Tell us one of your favorite moments ever that you've witnessed on television screen of Star Wars. When Luke came and saved them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. black things were pounding on the door and they there was nothing they could do and they were all in there and... And like somebody came and yeah, like you guys knew who it was. Oh my god, I was crying. Derek was crying. Yeah. We were all it was, crying. It was okay, a very I didn't emotional. cry because <laughs> I didn't know who it was. But it didn't matter. It still made it super exciting and dramatic and awesome. You like That's when Baby cool. Yoda eats the eggs? This woman is trying to save her species. She's carrying the last seventeen frog eggs on her back in a cooler, and Baby Yoda has the balls to eat one. He's bad. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't mean he it. Didn't he didn't know. know. He's just a child. He always likes to eat cookies and steal yeah. little any and anything he can eat. Anything really. Eat <laughs> I just said to her, I can't believe somebody didn't come out with those little blue cookies. I thought with, that would for sure be for in sure. a grocery store. Well, I'll be at Disney next week, so I'll let you know if it's for marketing it. They look like whoopie pies, kind of. They do. Like they uh, do. Like or little like macarons. Mars Capone or M macarons? No, not macarons. Yeah, maybe macarons. Yeah, Mars Capone cheese is something you put inside. So. Oh, well, I was close. Who's your most hated character that you've seen so far in Star Wars? Oh, Moff Gideon. Is that his name? Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. He was on Breaking Bad. You like He was on Breaking Bad. Was he, he a bad is guy on such that? A he bastard. was the worst. <laughs> he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool with his fan base. Um, what's his oh, actual he's, what's the actor's name? Giancarlo. Giancarlo. Oh, that's it. Esposito. Yeah. Giancarlo yeah. Esposito. Is that it? Yeah. He's really cool with his fan base. People give what him helmets. Mean? People give him helmets. He puts them on. He signs them. He's oh, like, no. I, uh, no, <laughs> no. Separate. No. Listen, if you're going to do, like, uh, kidnap 
innocent <laughs> things like uh, Grogu and take their blood and everything. <laughs> you see me on the street, sir. What you gonna do? Drop kick them? Well, well, no. When we get there, but he's a really good bad guy. He, he Look, is. You have to separate the actor from the 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 character. But the fact that I can't tells me what he's a, a good really actor good actor he is. That's true. No. He is so good in Breaking Bad, also, and he's in um, Better Call Saul. He's so good. Yeah. Oh, we loved Better Call Saul. That was a good. That was a good show. He's a good bad guy too. He's a good bad guy. He wears a good cape. He can pull a good cape. His first, like, him arriving on the TIE fighter with the cape. I know. Uh, yeah. You have to have an excellent cape. You have never seen Rogue One, but you need to. You would love Rogue One. You would love Rogue One. Maybe we'll watch that together. Is it animated? No. Oh. But there is a lot of good cape. There is good cape. Oh, good cape. There's a lot. Good cape is hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh Chirrut, there's Krennic. Yes. Krennic of course, is Vader. V- Vader. Krennic's there's ponchos. We were just talking about ponchos today. <laughs> there's a lot of poncho. You would love Chirrut. I bet you any money. Who? Chirrut. Im Im Imwe. Is that how you pronounce this? Mm-hmm. Chirrut mm-hmm. Imwe. He's a he's a character you would really like, and we love him. I adore him, yeah. I am one with the force, the force is with me. Say it. I am one with the force. I am one with the force and the force is with me. That's, there it is. Yes. (laughs) Always. Always, yes. (laughs) And the Anzellans. Yes. We can't not talk about the Anzellans. Yes. You (laughs) fell in love with the Anzellans on The Mandalorian. Now that's just a little thing they put in there Mm -hmm. that brings little kids in it brings you brought you, you in. watch because you might want to see them again yeah right are they going to be in this episode yeah they're sassy we like what do you want <laughs> we're busy <laughs> we're trying to fix things yeah Your right it's broken <laughs> you come to my door and, and listen anybody who says what do you want yeah he's busy is my kind of neighbor. <laughs> and they all cheered at the end when, when they were saved and came in and saved season, what, what is this, season three? Are we on the third season of Mandalorian? I think so, yeah. Oh my. And we can't forget Salacious Crumb. Oh. Now see, I love the little creatures. <laughs> she watched a bunch of clips, which there's not many because he's not in Star Wars for very long. But you watched a bunch of clips of Salacious and you're like, oh my goodness, what are those called? <laughs> yeah, and the, the trees were full of them in, in that one In place. the Mandalorian, oh, there was a That's tr- right. There's also, um, well, they're, what are they, relatives of Salacious in Clone Wars? There's the other, uh, the one that Hondo has. Maybe they're oh, not relatives. The monkey but... lizard that Hondo has. Yeah, it's a distant second yes. cousin. He's like blue and purple or something, right? Yeah. different colored green and blue. There's like muck muck or something is muck, one muck. of them, That's and then what they're there's. Called. Oh, you I can't remember the other one. I will. I will. Voiced by Matt Lanter. <laughs> yeah, voiced by Matt Lanter, who also voices Anakin Skywalker. So it's like he plays oh. a rodent and <laughs> a, a galactic. And I met Tyrant. James Arnold Taylor through all this, and you love him. We all love him. He's yeah. very talented. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's so talented. And yep. nice. He's just very the oh, nicest yeah. person ever. I see your autograph, Leanne, behind you. I'm here? 
know. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? I, I need a frame for it. I don't have one yet. I just bought a frame for mine just the other day. Okay, before we let you go, and thank you for being on the show and answering all of our crazy questions and giving us your opinion on things. With Halloween next week, we're doing a spooky Halloween Star Wars episode. If you could go as any Star Wars character for Halloween, who would you dress up and be? Take a guess. <laughs> and Anne Zalen. Mando. Yeah, yeah. Mando. <laughs> You'd be Mando? Mask yeah. and all. I would throwers? take that thing down off the wall. I have a Mando mask in my game room here. Oh, nice. All you would need is like a black cape. A cape. I have one. And put that on. Okay, you can walk around in it. I don't care. That's fine. I was going to say, while Leanne's out of town, you just walk around in that cape and that helmet all week. <laughs> that's it. I'm going to carve my pumpkin like that. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good that idea. Would, there you go. You won't have to get the eyes straight or anything. No, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you don't even have to carve your pumpkin. Just put the mask on it. <laughs> this is the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. That's cute. Okay, listeners, we have a question for you. What was it that got you into Star Wars, and what is it that you love that's keeping you into Star Wars if you're new to the fandom? We've been here a long time. Yes. <laughs> and we got in through the OT. So if you're new to the fandom, we're curious what is bringing you in? What is the new thing? that's catching your attention and why do you stay and next week it's mtk tuesday on halloween so <laughs> we thought we've never done this before because it never really quite lined up but we thought we would talk about all of the weird spooky witchy spellboundy <laughs> kind of things that are the elements in star wars that we could halloweenify they're yeah. just spooky elements we got zombies we got witches we got ghosts so join us next week. We will talk about all of the Halloween-y things, spooky things, witches, ghosts, etc. in the Clone Wars that we can think of. And we'll Halloweenify it for you on <laughs> Halloween itself. So join us. All right. So last week we asked everybody what their favorite snarky Obi-Wan moments were from the Clone yeah. Wars. And we got a lot of responses. Yes, because there's a lot of snarky comments. <laughs> One of my favorite responses was from James Arnold Taylor himself. Yes. He said, I have a good feeling about this. <laughs> that's, that's, that's excellent. Thank you, James. He would know, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so just a few from our Instagram. Mary N. Chaz says, season seven, episode two. I hope you at least told Padme I said hello. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one. <laughs> good nighty SW said, Obi-Wan to Anakin. At least you're a master at getting caught. That's that. I thought of that one. I, I did think of that one when we were, when I was going through the episodes and I, I, I heard that one. I watched that scene. I was like, that's a good one. Yep. Is Obi-Wan shady? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. Goldie on Spotify said, I love all of the ones you said, and I can't choose from the Mandalore arc. Two of my many faves is, shall we discuss your surrender again? Which I thought of when after. He catches that lightsaber. <laughs> yes. And ignites it. That's a good one. And then you haven't really impressed me today, which is classic Obi-Wan. 
classic. <laughs> well, that's a good one. I'm going to use that one. There you go. So thank you to all the folks who gave us comments. These are, and this is just scraping the surface. Like there are so many more. So thank you everyone. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you would like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.